Amen. God is good. Always good. Wow, God is good. <clears throat> the goodness of God. Amen. Amen and amen. <clears throat> well, tonight, as we continue in teaching and ministering around the name of Jesus, tonight we're talking about praise in the name. We're talking about praise in the name of Jesus. What a thing to talk about, right? God is great, and He wants us praising Him, magnifying Him all the time. Not just some of the time, but all the time. Um, a really good definition of praise. <clears throat> Let, let's just pray before we get started. Let's just pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your presence tonight. Lord, all over this nation, we just thank you that your presence is manifesting and meeting needs and healing bodies and delivering people all over this nation, all over the world. We just pray for the people and the families in Manchester, Lord. We thank you, Father, for healing and deliverance coming in the lives of people, those that are still alive in their bodies, but to the families and all those emotionally attacked and, and hid in this situation. Father, But we just thank you that your strength and your power cause us and everybody on planet Earth to overcome as they trust you and put their faith in you. Tonight, Lord, we rejoice and thank you for your greatness, and we purpose, we purpose tonight in the house to praise you, to glorify you, to acknowledge you for your greatness and how awesome that you truly are. And tonight, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen and amen. Glory to God. So, <clears throat> a good definition for the word praise is to boast or to go on and on and on about. To praise about something is to go on and on and on about. <clears throat> and then another piece of the definition is to go on and on and on about in a wild way. How many wild people do I have here tonight? Glory to God. Amen? <clears throat> in a wild way to go on and on and on and on and on and on about something. Amen? To praise. Man, I tell you what, I've, I've been at many a San Antonio Spurs games, not in the last four games, but uh, in, 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 in a lot of Spurs games, and I went on and on and on and on and on in a wild way. Hmm? And yeah, my, my wife knows about that. And, and on 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 in a wild way to where people around me, you know, they think, this guy's nuts, you know. <clears throat> and then you stop and you collect yourself and think, okay, settle down, you know. I mean, it's just a basketball game. But if we can go on and on and on and be wild about something like that, uh, we can go on and on and on in a wild way about the greatness of God. How, how many can de declare we can be that? God wants us to be that. We're just going to look at what the Word says about it and start with Psalm 34. Let's look at Psalm 34, verse 1, 2, and 3. I will bless the Lord at all times. His 
praise or boasting of Him or going on and on and on and on and on about how great He is shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at how many times? How often? All the time. So let's ask ourselves the question, how much time do we spend boasting on God? How much time do you spend giving praise? He said, he said in, in this verse, he said, I will bless the Lord. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and praise of him shall continually be in my mouth. That's morning, noon, and night. That's all the time. That's every minute of every day. Praise continually being in my mouth. I don't know about you, but I have to focus on that because to boast in something doesn't necessarily mean that you're boasting in something that's good. Let's look at, let's look at the next two verses and then, and then I want to talk about this. Um, my soul shall boast in the Lord or praise in the Lord. The humble shall hear it, and what will they be? Be glad. I will boast in the Lord. You can boast in the spurs. You can boast in the Lord, or you can boast in how bad something is, and others will hear it, right? You can talk about how something, when something bad happens in the world, you can talk about that. You, you ever talked about something? You, you, you heard something in the news and you went to somebody and you told them what happened? Oh, yeah, that's right, man. And then all of a sudden, you get in agreement and you begin to boast and focus and, and, and give attention to the negative and other people hear it and it causes them to be affected by it in the same way. But what about boasting in God all the time? He said, I will, I will praise God. I will continually allow my mouth to sing praises of how great God is. That other people will hear that and it will affect them in a positive way. We're called to do that. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and be glad. Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Amen? So, in, in those of you that are here tonight, <clears throat> how do we exalt his name together? Oh, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord. You know, <clears throat> I mean, I've thought about this. Many times in, in a message, I don't even remember what the message was, I just remember saying this. You know, if I, if I go up to Pres, Preston here and I say, oh, Preston, you're great, you're great, you're great. Oh, you're so great, you're great, you're great, you're great, Preston. You're just absolutely great. And there's, and there's no real emotion or anything in that. I mean, after a while, he's just going to think, you know, why didn't he shut up? You know, I mean, nobody wants to hear something like that in some monotone voice or whatever. And, and in a way that is, you can just tell that somebody's going through the motions. But, to, but to, together, to let God know how great he is, the greatness toward God comes from what's inside of us. 
It's what's in me. You know, I'm not just going through the motions, you know, of saying, oh, God, you're great, you're great, you're great. I don't think he likes to necessarily hear that. But when I begin to thank him for what he's done, and, and, and when I begin to acknowledge the things that he's done for me, and around here, we need to continually acknowledge how great God is to one another. Right. We, we need to, throughout the, the, this whole year, from, from the pulpit, from a microphone, we, we want people in here to begin to give testimonies I I keep hearing all kinds of things good things that are happening in all of your lives and I I want you to begin to tell of that and and in the midst of great things happening if something bad or something not so good happens does that change my ability to praise him and give glory to him absolutely not it's not it you know my praise is not circumstantial it's not based on if everything is right I choose to praise him continually no matter what's coming. You read the rest of Psalm 34, all kinds of things came against David. All types of enemies arose. His own kids came against him, tried to kill him. His own son tried to take him out. My praise will continually, praise of God and how great God is will continually be in my mouth. Amen? And when we praise God in the name of Jesus, that's where the power is. Because Jesus told us, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll do it. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll do it. So when we begin to praise and magnify how great God is, when something happens or something appears to be happening or something appears not to be happening, we can begin to thank him out of our mouth based on his word. Because I'm going to give you two things tonight that I think will change the way you think where praise is concerned. And, and, and I got it out of this one verse of scripture, and I'll show you in a minute. Um, <clears throat> look at Psalm 9. And verse 1 and 2. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. See, when someone, as I was doing that with Preston, when someone has that type of an attitude, you know, oh, praise you, praise you, praise you, because they have to, it's one thing. But when, when the praise comes from your whole heart, because you're practicing trusting God in the midst of things that you, don't, you can't fix and, and work out. Listen to me. Do not try to answer everybody's question about why something happens. I heard a guy years ago, a guy that used to come and preach for us years ago, his name was Hugh Smith. And uh, he, was in a, he was preaching in a church, and uh, right in the middle of his preaching, this, this mother with their child runs into the sanctuary screaming and and there's blood just flowing from the child's hand and in the nursery they had put a box fan in there and the little child had stuck its hand in the box fan and cut the end of its finger off and she came yelling and screaming in there you know and pray for my child and he, he prayed and they did whatever you know and so later on the question was asked him uh, you know, why did that happen? Well, he said, because the child stuck its finger in there. <laughs> and, but what they, were, they were wanting a spiritual answer. Why did God allow that to happen? Well, you're not called to answer every question. You're called to let 
praise of how great he is be in your mouth every minute of every day, every second, no matter what's going on. We can't answer all the world's questions. I don't know, understand why specific things happen. I don't know, understand why this or that or the other. I had a really good friend a couple of years ago uh, that was very, very dear and close to my life, been, been, been friends with him for over 30 years, and, and out of the clear blue, he, I mean, he was only about 60 years old, and he passed away. He died of a disease. And we had prayed and we had believed God, and, and he, he, was just, he, he was just gone. And, you know, your natural mind wants to explain it and try to give all these reasons and this kind of stuff. Well, stuff happens. Listen, and, and even when you think people do everything right, people don't always do everything right. You understand? I mean, you, you can't put garbage in your body continually and expect your body to be well. See, there's a part that we play in walking in divine health and healing, and you don't know what people do. See, we're not called to explain it. I'm just telling you, God's good, and there's nothing bad about him, and there's no sickness and disease in him. There's no poverty. There's no lack. There's, no, there's not anything bad in God. God is good all the time in every situation. Amen? And we're called to focus and praise him for his goodness no matter what things look like. Can you say amen to that? Thank you. I got all riled up and lost my notes. <clears throat> amen? God is good. We will praise him. We will allow praise to continually be in our, in our mouths no matter what happens and what goes on. Can you say amen to that? I will be glad, verse 2, and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Father, we acknowledge you, we sing praise to you in the name of Jesus. You're great, and that's all we know. That's all we want to know, that's all we ever want to focus on. Even when bad things happen, we're going to continue to praise you. Can you say amen? I, I, when, when the thing in Manchester happened, um, where was I? I was somewhere. Oh, I was in a car dealership in San Antonio. And... Uh, and the next day, and um, all these people and, and, and were just all talking about how bad this situation was. How many know it's bad? Huh? I mean, th th these suicide bombers going in places, and I mean, over 20 people are dead, and now they're saying close to 100 plus are injured. I mean, it's bad. But God is good. You know, and in the midst of the car dealership, you know, you don't have to go in there and yell and scream and, 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 and change what everybody else is saying. You're not going to change what they say, but people need to hear. Psalm 34 says, you do that and you declare the goodness of God and people will hear it and it'll make them glad. You see, we're, we're called, it's not just for us, it's for the people around us. But we got to do it with our whole heart. See, the praise has to be because we know how good God is because when ugly things happen and things don't totally work out for you, instead of focusing on that and letting your confession and your words enforce the ugly thing that has happened, instead backing up and declaring, you know what, okay, I can't change this, I can't explain it, but I can tell myself and the world how good God is. If you don't practice that in difficult times, your mouth will not be edifying other people. 
You'll not be encouraging other people. Your words will not be telling people that there's hope in the world. I'm telling you today, there's hope in the world, doesn't matter what it looks like. There's hope in the world because God is great. Amen? So, look at Psalm 56. If you're taking notes tonight, even if you're not, just write it in your hand. Two things you need to know. Two things that are conditional to true praise. You can't praise effectively if you don't know these two things right here out of Psalm 56. Verse 3. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? What's the answer to that question? If your trust is in God and your praise is in the most high, flesh can do nothing to you. Zero. That's the answer to that question. But it's your choice. What are you going to practice? What are you going to develop on a day-to-day basis? Now watch. Two things that you have to know that I just saw real clearly in this passage right here. Look at verse... um, Where am I at? Verse 10. Two things. In God, I will praise his word. Watch this. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. Now notice what he says here. What can man do to me? Now, this is what I see. And here's the two things. And you, you, you want to you get this inside of you because if you settle these two things, then praise will work on anything you face. If you settle these two things right here, praise will always work. Number one. Number one. <clears throat> Did God say it? Well, Lord, I, I praise you that I'm healed. Well, I heard pastor say that. No, no, no. Did God say it? Yes. Did God say you are healed? Yes. Yes. Only you can answer that. But see, you can't praise him for healing if you don't believe he said that. So he says, in God... I will praise his word. The question is, did God say whatever you're going to praise him for? And if God said it, and you believe it, and you trust in that, then you can praise him and see the change. Number two. Number two. Did God say it to me? Look what he said. Verse 10, first time, in God I will praise his word. 
in the Lord I will praise his word. Who is the Lord? Jesus. This is, a, this is a prophetic word. Who is the Lord? Jesus. What is his name? The word of God. Did the word that God said concerning healing, did that word become rhema and was it spoken to you? And if it was spoken to you and you know God said it to you, you praise him and it'll change. Done. Did God say it? And then did God say it to you? And if he said it, and then over time, revelation has come to you and you know that it's right for you, then all that's left is the praise. Because when praise continually is in your mouth, it doesn't matter if you hurt. It doesn't matter if there's the threat of terrorist attack. It doesn't matter if there's the threat of something else. It doesn't matter if there's fear that the enemy's threatening you with. I will not fear. Man can do nothing to me because not only do I have God's word on it, I have the rhema word from the Holy Ghost that said to me, you have no fear. And if I have no fear, then when fear comes, because it will come, when fear comes, no, I just praise him. Father, I thank you. You haven't given me the spirit of fear, but you've given me power and love and a sound and a well-balanced mind. And because you haven't given me fear, I don't take the fear. And today, Lord, I thank you I'm liberated from fear. I have the mind of Christ. Father, I focus on how great you are and everything that you have done today. And I give you the praise today, Father, I thank you for it. I tell you, if you allow that all day long, what did David say? Not just in the morning, not just during your lunch break. Not just, see, and you don't, you don't have to be loud about it. If you're at work and you work eight hours somewhere, see, you, you, you have to give yourself to those people. But under your breath, Father, I just thank you. And see, they may not hear you, but someone may get real close to you. What's that guy doing? You're not praying to be heard by men. You're, you're praising to let God know how good and how awesome he is, and you're overcoming that guy's praising. What's that about? What's he doing? Why, 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 would he, why would he be doing it? So after work, they chase you down. What, what were you doing? I, I heard you making some... I was just praising God for how great he is. What's that all about? Oh, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now is it not just working for you, but now it's going to work for the person that heard you. See? Because... You weren't saying it for them to hear you. You were praising God for his greatness because you're working on something. You're practicing because God said it. And you're struggling with something in your life, but he said it. And what's happening is it's becoming revelation to you that he didn't just say it, but he said it to you. And now you're praising him all day long. I'll let his, my, my praise of him be continually in my mouth. I will not be moved by what other people think and say. I will not be moved when negative things happen to other people and it overtakes them and it looks like that God can't do it because it didn't happen in their life. But I'm not going to be moved by that because I know what God can do in me. Right. See, and, and they need me to be overcoming. See, because it's easy to be overcome. What do you have to do? Just shrink cave in, fold in, give up, give in, shut your mouth, and just talk ugly about everybody. 
You give in to that? You do all that kind of stuff? We give in, we cow down, we cave in, and the world wins. The devil wins. He's defeated, but he wins in this life. Say this, not in my world. Amen? Not in our world. Two things. Did God say it? God said, I will praise what God said from his word. And then I will praise what the Lord Jesus Christ said to me personally. And I will praise God for that word. And what did it say? In God I've put my trust. I will not be afraid. Man can do nothing to me. If God be for you, no devil, no person, no demon of hell can be against your life. We're on top and we're not underneath. You can't lose for winning. Amen? You, you can't go under for going over. You, you can't be in lack for being in abundance. You can't be sick for being well. If you know God said it. And number two, you know he said it to you. And then you learn for praise to always be in your mouth. Doggone it. That's a good word. Hmm? I, I, I couldn't. I, I'm so excited to come tell you that. That is a good word. Did God say it? And did God say it to you? And if he did, you praise him, and the rest is history. Because if you've taken the time to hear the word preached like I'm bringing to you tonight, you've taken the time to meditate on what you've heard, you've taken the time to pray to God and allow yourself to become accustomed to the voice of the person of the Holy Spirit. And you know that not only did God say it, but he said it to you. See, it's got to be personal to me. i got to know it's for me. And when you know it's for you, then your part is every day, all throughout the day, allow your mouth to be filled with good things and right things praise of how great God is and not focusing on anything that is negative. Not anything. And negative things, there'll be days when it seems like negative things are coming at you from every direction. That's why praise has got to continually be in your mouth all the time, no matter what. Amen. Can you say amen? <laughs> Hebrews 13 and verse 15. Thirteen and fifteen. <laughs> Therefore, by him, by the living word, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to the power of his name, to the ability of his name, because that's what is in the name. 
What's in the name is the ability to fix and, and work out every situation we face. Read it again. Therefore, let, uh, l- l- therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. And, it, and it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice to praise. You know, you know how it's a sacrifice? Because it's not easy, number one. It becomes easier as you practice it and you do it. But it's not easy and it's not normal to do in the midst of, in, of anything that you face. Let's take, let's take a different situation than maybe some of them that we're talking about right here. Let's just say, let's just say that you get... You, you go to work one day and you hear them say, somebody comes out to you and say, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you're fired. <laughs> yeah, that might not be a bad thing. It depends on where you work, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's just say you've got a great job and, and you're making a lot of money and all of a sudden they come and they tell you you're fired. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Right there it's identified where your faith is. Notice, time and time again in all those verses, David said, I will trust the Lord. I will not fear. Man can do nothing to me. See, man's not in control of my future. All right? So, in that moment, when your head's screaming out, thinking, this can't be happening, okay? But inside of you, in your heart, you know how good God is, and God got you the job. You can even actually remember the day you got the job and how you rejoiced and thanked God for how, um, how it was so amazing that everything, all, all, all the ducks lined up and the stars lined up and everything, and you got the job, right? I mean, it all just worked the way it was supposed to, and you got this great job. Well, if he got you the first job, can he get you the next job? Amen? It doesn't matter what men say. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. <clears throat> I believe in the favor of God. Father, I thank you. You got me this job. No matter what it looks like right here, no matter the economy, I know I have a family. I know I've got to do these kind of things. But I'm not, I, I'm not the provider in my family. As a man, I say that. I'm not the provider. God is the provider. I do what God tells me to do, and He provides. It makes me look like the provider, but I'm not the provider. He's the provider. See, those kind of things are what have to come out of our mouth. That is praise from your heart to how great God is. Those kind of things have to happen because the other won't just change. You you can't walk out in fear all and, and speak and talk all the things that come to your head if you get a report like that and, and, and expect the opposite to happen. It won't happen. See, so many, so many people in the church today have no idea, no clue what it means to be a doer of the word. To take the word you hear, make it a part of you, and as we talked about earlier, to, yeah, it's, not, it's not enough. The, the, the two little points that I gave you here about effective praise, a lot of people know that the word says that, but did God say it to you? Has it become a part of you? Are you provided for or are you not? Is your job your source? 
If your job is your source, that has to change. And it will not change overnight. If it's always been, if you've been born again for years, but your job is your source, if someone comes and tells you that you're fired, all kinds of things are going to be stirred up on the inside. That's the day to begin to learn how to praise. Okay? That's how we learn. See? But most people, so many people, don't want to do what it takes to develop the revelation inside that, you know what? God's my provider. Yeah, it says that in the Word. I can tell you 15 scriptures where it says it in the Word. But I know God said it to me. And if God said he's my provider, my job is not the source. I'm going home tonight. I'm going to go to bed early, and I'm going to sleep all night long, and I'm not worrying about a thing. And tomorrow when I get up, God will show me what to do. He'll lead me in the places. I I I didn't say go home and sleep all day every day and expect God to meet your needs. I'm talking about go sleep at night and shut all the thoughts down and give the devil no place and wake up the next morning and if you're supposed to go look for a job you go look for a job if you're supposed to go and volunteer at some place to help people out and start sowing in that way I'm telling you God will go through that volunteer position and give you a position you never even dreamed of so that may be what he tells you to do but my faith is in God my trust is in God and he will bring it to pass Can you say amen? Glory to God. Numbers chapter 13, and we'll end with this. This is a great story. This is a great story. Numbers 13. This is the children of Israel. In the wilderness, God tells Moses, uh, Put together a reconnaissance team and send these guys out and spy out the land. In verse 2, God says to Moses in verse 2 of Numbers 13, He said, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each, of their, from each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a leader from among them. Mount and, and, and put these guys together. They're going to go spy out the land that I've already given you. I just want them to go check it out. God didn't tell him, go and spy out the land and see if you can take the land. No, go spy out the land I've already given you. Okay? Did God say that? God said that. But did they get that in the, inside of them? We'll find out. Look at verse 25. We'll just skip on down. They go and they check it out. And God said, you know, told Moses, have them bring some of the fruit back. And they, uh, they you know, the story of the, of the grapes that they brought. It, it took however many guys on poles to carry back just one cluster of grapes. I mean, these are some, these are some massive grapes. I, I, I mean, you know, may, maybe, maybe this was the size of a grape, something like that. I mean, there's some big grapes. You can make a meal out of a grape. What are we eating tonight? A grape? <laughs> huh? Everybody's getting a grape. What? Yeah, we get, each one of us get to eat a grape tonight. Yeah, like a watermelon grape, right? Huh? So they go spy out the land. They come back. They bring the grapes. They're eating of the grapes. I mean, you know, God said, tell them to go spy the land out that I've already given you. Right? Verse 25. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. 
Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. <clears throat> and they told them, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> and said, <clears throat> we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. It truly fl- flows with milk and honey. This is the fruit. They're taking bites out of it, I'm sure. I mean, you're not going to just sit there and look at it and not eat it, right? <clears throat> so what does that mean? Super duper fruit means amazing soil, right? So hey, this land is there. It's ready for us. We don't want to go in there <clears throat> and just look for stuff that's stockpiled. We, we want to know we can go in and we can plant and it'll produce, right? So they know it's good. <clears throat> Did God say it? Yes. Did God say it to you? There's 12 spies, and here's their reports. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. And on and on and on. So it'd be kind of like this. Okay, so what do you think? What do you think? Did God say that darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord? And he's talking about this day and hour, but the Lord. And the light shall shine upon us, and the glory of God shall be radiant. In other words, the light shall dispel the darkness and, and, and crush it. So darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people. Things are going on. There's stuff out there. There are people that look like a threat. But is it bigger than God? Is it bigger than God? The Bible said, God said, nothing's bigger than him. You see? But did God say that to us? Did he say it to you? Did he say it to the gates of the city? Is God bigger than anything that we'll ever face no matter what? He said it. Yeah, but, you know, Russia could do this. Yeah, but you don't know those crazy people in the Middle East. Yeah, but you don't know about this situation and that situation. Yeah, but you know, that thing that happened at Manchester, it could happen in San Antonio. It could happen at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio when somebody comes for a concert. It could happen here. It could happen in Dallas. It could happen in Houston. It could happen in New York City. The next sporting event. Maybe we'll quit going to sporting events because you never know what can happen. This can happen and that thing and this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. And listen... It's almost like all you need is one person to say one negative thing and 9,000 people jump on top of it, right? Somebody says one good thing, and it's like, well, I don't know, that almost sounds too good to be true. Is it too good to be true? All I'm saying, all I'm going to repeat is what God's Word says. So what I'm doing daily, when I hear of other bad reports or things that happen, I'm daily studying the Word to find out what the Word says to counteract that thing so that's can, that can come out of my mouth. See, otherwise, <clears throat> I'm not saying a thing about that stuff. Tonight, <clears throat> I got up here to 
start talking in my spirit. As I was praying in the, you know, as I was standing here, we need to pray in the spirit. We need to pray for a moment. I just declared, I'm going to speak good things over Manchester. I'm going to speak good things over our nation. I'm going to speak good stuff out there. We're going to declare the goodness and the greatness of God. And that's what our responsibility is because no matter what it looks like, God is greater. Can you say amen? So they come back and they see, they see all this stuff. And here comes the nevertheless or the but. The people who dwell there are this and the Amalekites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the, and the, the Dumbites and the Idiotites and the Canaanites and the bad peopleites and all these ites. And then verse 30, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. And he said, let us go up at once, take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. I don't really think that Caleb screamed that. He said he quieted the people. God gave us the land. He just sent us there to spy the land. They're big. There's problems. There's devils out there. There's enemies. There's stuff that's going on. But God is greater, and we are well able. Everybody say, we are. Say it again. We are. How do we come together as a unit to praise God and become effective when we all think the same thing. And I'm talking about thinking along the lines of what God says is so, and we're thinking that, we're talking it, we're meditating it, we're, we're letting that kind of stuff come out of our mouth, and we don't let anything else affect us. That's how we come together as a unit, and we're effective. Notice, Caleb made that statement, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against this people, for they are stronger than we are. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we in their sight. Yeah, you were in your sight, but who told you that's the way they saw you? Man, fear just took over, and now they're afraid. So there's 12 spies go in. All 12 were told, you're to go spy the land out that God already gave you. Two guys had it in their heart because they praised God for all the years previous and acknowledged the greatness of God all the years previous. So when it came time to be in a position to receive the motherload inheritance of all that God had, there was only two of them that ever went in and got it. And they got it. It was a lot of years later. But they got it. But there's only two of them. Only two of them of that whole group. All, all those under 20 years old, they entered in. 
But all those people that were there, all those 10 men and their families and, 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 and all, everybody that was connected with them 20 years and older, they didn't go in and possess the land. Why? Because they let fear grip them and they didn't know how to praise God for how great he was. They were moved by what they saw. So tonight, I'm telling you that the key to effective praise is number one, knowing that God said it, but then you doing what your part is for that that God said is so to become revelation to you in the moment that you need it for whatever it is that you need. And when you know it's yours, you praise him not just in the morning, not just when you feel like it. You praise him before your feet touch the ground getting out of your bed in the morning. You praise him as your feet are coming out of the bed to touch the ground. Once your feet touch the ground, once your f- mouth has brushed your teeth, you let, I mean, you spit all over the mirror if you have to, to, to praise God about how great he is as you're brushing your teeth and you're taking a shower and you're getting dressed and you're eating in the morning and finding people to acknowledge how great God is. I mean, just let the greatness come out of you about how good God is. And I promise you, what you're believing for, it'll come to pass. What shuts down you receiving what God has done for you is you lose heart and you lose the ability to praise and you get focused on how bad things really are and you expect bad to continue. And you may not consciously think that. Well, you know, I don't, I don't believe for bad things. I don't believe for this, that, or the other. Yeah, but I'm telling you today, I'm telling you right now, that if you don't get to a place where you let nothing but praises of how great God is come out of your mouth, the bad will overtake even partial things that you do and you say. It's just the way it works. That's why so many Christians are defeated. That's why so many Christians aren't seeing the victory manifest in their lives because they've not changed the way that they talk and what they focus on and and what they give attention to on a day-to-day basis. I'm encouraging you today You give all your time and attention to the things of God and how great God is. And I promise you, it'll change the circumstances in your life. Can you say amen?